What is happening, everybody? What's shaking? What's going down? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program. Thank you for allowing me to be in your ears or on your speakers, wherever you're listening from. If this is your first time listening. Thanks for checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday, so check them out. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Rate, review, give it the five stars, say a few nice words, and really help the podcast propel into those top levels of iTunes podcast. Super helpful to the visibility of the show, as well as the sustainability. You can also help by subscribing on the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which I hope to uh, provide you with some more content here at, to, to kick off the year very soon. Very stoked to be uh, releasing the Tribe Mars documentary that I've been working on. We are uh, all we got to do is set a date, and uh, hoping hoping to get it done in February or so. So we'll have a premiere soon, and then it will be available on the YouTube channel for all that cannot make it. Uh, but you can check out the YouTube channel, find all kinds of studio performances, live show performances. It's all there. Hit subscribe. New videos will pop into your feed whenever they uh, they come into play and whatnot. So. Uh, that's how you can help. You can also send your emails to dancablepresents at gmail.com if you want to inquire about how to be on the program or if you just want to say some words, you know, if you want to send uh, some feedback, some messages about particular episodes, whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Maybe I'll read them. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I got a killer episode to kick off the year. Super pumped about it with my, my friend Sal. Salvatore Manalo and uh, we talked about his new record that's going to be dropping on January 12th he's got uh, an EP dropping called Salvatore kind of his first collection of professionally recorded tunes and you know first time that he's really pushing his original music super talented musician as well as songwriter and uh Stoked to have been able to have the opportunity to get to know Sal over the last, I don't know, couple of years now. And um, just a dude that I am always impressed by. And um, it always, I don't know, it always amazes me when I when I see him play just the, the way he operates up there. And just, um, and I think I, I told him in the conversation that it just a lot of times appears to be done effortlessly which is i think a good thing and um so yeah i'm stoked to get into this conversation with him just kind of an introduction of him to to the portland music community and and those listening from all over sal has a a crazy uh youtube following which is very cool to see he's got over 16,000 subscribers and nearly two and a half million views on on his uh his youtube channel though so check check that out he's always dropping you know covers on there just some some solo acoustic performances which are very cool so you know 
help help the YouTube channel continue to grow. Check out his new record. We're going to feature some tracks. Uh, just want to shout out a couple couple calendar dates before we actually get into the conversation with Sal and I. Um, let's talk Portland Folk Festival. January 20th. It's going down at the White Eagle. Kind of an all-day deal. 4 p.m. Music is kicking off. Um, kicking off with... Hannah Haas, Benji Burgess, uh, my buds in Hammerhead, Shane Brown, friend of the program on, on this bill, Elkie Robitai, Haley Johnson, Fox and Bones, Pretty Gritty, Onward, etc., Worth, and Those Willows. Very cool lineup of music, and uh, stoked to have some friends involved in that one. Um, that's going to be super cool. So... Portland Folk Festival, going down at the White Eagle. Go check it out. Get a ticket early. It saves you five bucks if you uh, if you get one early. So that should be a, a real banger there at the White Eagle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, also, prior to January 20th, uh, Sal from this episode is is dropping his his album at Jack London on January 12th, Friday, January January 12th. And it's with my my friends in Maxwell Cabana, and also um, Stephanie Kitson, who is awesome. Uh, Maxwell Cabana crushes, and I just saw Stephanie play for the first time the other night, and uh, she is quite fun to watch. She does a lot of cool shit with looping pedals and whatnot, and sometimes she's got some band members with her as well, so... Whether she's solo or uh, with some some folks accompanying her, it should be super killer. So you should go to that on January 12th. See Sal drop his album over at the Jack London, which is uh, kind of a new venue there underneath the uh, Rialto Room downtown, southwest Portland, uh, with the new club there. So check that out. And then February 11th is the next MoGo uh, Music Business Forum that's put on by Jason Fellman. And Chris Young of Vortex Music Magazine. Those are free educational panels that you should check out if you're a musician or artist in town. Um, it's a it's a cool thing to support, and uh, they're always offering up a free education. Pretty much going down there on a nice afternoon there at the Doug Fur. You just show up one to four. It's always a cool panel and an opportunity. To, to network with some folks that uh, you might want to get to know. Uh, it's always a cool group of people that shows up, but it would definitely help if if more people were showing up, some new faces. That would be awesome too. So shout out to those guys, Jason, Fellman, and uh, Chris Young for uh, putting that stuff on continually. They do this every quarter and uh, usually falls in line with a uh, Vortex music magazine dropping one of the physical publications that comes out every quarter so check out vortex we got sal sal is featured in the artist to watch on vortex music magazine this time around so check out the uh the physical publication of that that's going to be sweet and uh i think that's it i think those are the dates those are the, the big ones we got the 20th or the 12th rather for sal january 12th next friday Sal, he's going to be at Jack London. And then January 20th is the Portland Folk Festival. And February 11th is the MoGo uh, Music Business Forum. 
going down at the Doug Fair, it's free. All right. You got it. You got all the information. And of course, you're going to leave a review on the iTunes. That's what you were saying earlier. That's what you wanted to do. Like, oh man, I really want to leave a review for this guy. So his podcast shoots up into the uh, charts of the iTunes, huh? Anyway, we're going to get in. We're going to get into it. We're going to kick off the year with a conversation with my friend, Salvatore Manalo. We're going to talk about his new EP. But first, we are going to uh, we're going to drop a tune off of that EP. And this this song is called Rain. Hope you all enjoy it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, I can feel the sun is shining down on me. I've been breathing long enough to know it's real. Cause I've been looking for ways to find all my days is clear. But it's clear, but it's clear Cause I saw the rain And I've been running, been running, been running I felt the pain And I've been looking, been looking, been looking For the sky to strike
This is your key, <laughs> Sal. Tell Nin- me everything. 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it back. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. What's shaking, dude? Not much, dude. Not much. Just hanging out. How about you? Um, You know, just hanging in your cool your cool space. Oh, thank you. It's so. cool. Yeah, dude. This is like a pretty rad little DIY thank you, yeah. studio it's you have here a, at, a the, work in at the house. <laughs> thank you. Is this, is this where you uh, make all the things? Um, is this where you... Uh, <laughs> it's actually really cold in here, so I don't really spend a lot of time down here. <laughs> it is pretty cold. Yeah, and during the summer, it's like really because it's hot. So. Right on. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I was thinking about this on the way here. I feel like this is kind of like a long time coming Yeah. since starting the program, but it's also, I feel like, the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it is. Because um, you're putting out this this ep and uh i'm super pumped about it that's right yeah Um, totally i'm uh i'm i'm very stoked for you and i'm glad you're like putting this thing out because i met you at this open mic that was started like a couple years ago down there at the rock bottom yep mountaineer mike (laughs) yeah that's the best the best rock bottom (laughs) (laughs) not the rocks rock bottom exactly if you want to be a rock bottom that's (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah, you you started coming down there, mm-hmm. hanging out, playing some tunes, and you definitely like always very much stood out to me, like apart from the group. Cool. That was that was hanging down there, and not to like take any anything away from those players as well. Like we had a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. good people over there, but I just just always felt like someone like yourself was just like in a different different realm and like just very quickly took over the room like people or just always like watch the room quiet down when you started playing it's like oh this guy oh, really? like, has has very good songs and like super good voice and appreciate that man you just always come across to me as a very confident player and like someone that's that's real comfortable up there and mm. I don't know if that's that's true or if it like took a long time to get there, it's but facade. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely just seem to uh, just operate with a certain confidence cool. up there, and I think that's like when someone does that, it makes the audience feel like real comfortable. You're yeah. like, okay, like this person isn't like stumbling <laughs> to like figure out how to tune the guitar yeah. or you know, and it's an open mic, so like there there is that element of it sometimes um i think the open mics here are like pretty like littered with really good players it's like real real impressive to me what the open mic situation is here but you know you do you do get those people that are just really learning how to Mm -hmm. like play their instrument too so to like watch someone like yourself step up there this was a much different thing most of the time to me so Cool, like man. it was always like yeah let's sure. give sal some extra time up there you know that like especially if we didn't have like yes. a lot of players and then i was just like how about sal just plays this like a full <laughs> full set how about I only, that i only prepared three dan <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure man well thanks man i appreciate that a lot yeah i mean i've I've definitely gotten to know you a bit since then and mm-hmm. um continue to, to run into you or or hang with you through through some folks 
which is also cool. And and you were on the the Whim Grace episode of That's the right. podcast, yeah, and that was a fun uh, playing playing guitar for her in her band. And um, but yeah, man, I don't really like know much about your music, yeah. kind of history and like where where all this kind of started. Uh, you know, like to I know the beginning. You're from San Diego, right? Is that? Um, not originally. Okay, but where are you originally from? Um, if we're gonna go way back. Let's really break <laughs> it down. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's travel back in time, shall we? Let's um, do that. I was actually born up in Vancouver, Washington. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, my dad's a sailor, so we moved around a lot. And um, yeah, I guess majority of my time was spent overseas, like in Japan specifically which um which was super cool but yeah i'm here in portland now finally planted my roots kind of you've been here for a while yeah uh, i think it's my longest that i've been anywhere which is like five years okay um when did you start like when did you pick up an instrument um like 12 13 this is my uncle's church so um he was playing guitar and he showed my brother. I was like, "Hey, why don't why don't you show me how to play guitar?" So it was more out of jealousy, out of anything, and um, yeah, just play guitar. And then I just kept on going from there. Do you have a pretty musical family, or is it just your uncle that kind of? Uh, well, my dad and my mom are really into music. They're not musicians, but you know, they're always just playing music everywhere we go. So definitely introduced to it early on. Yeah. What. Um what was kind of the the tunes that they exposed you to at a, at a young age? A lot of oldies with goldies, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I mean it yeah. definitely. I think that that stuff all like really shines through in yeah. what you do, and it's you know that like Motown influence. Yeah, yeah. seems to to really be there, and something that that you really kind of jive with, and mm. just from seeing you play sets where you are playing some covers as well. It yeah. seems like this, you know. Some so Stevie, like flavor <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, the classics, man. Um, yeah. So were you you pretty like drawn to it pretty early then? Like yeah. with them playing in the house and stuff, you were definitely real into like, the the like, tunes and whatnot. Like this makes me feel kind of thing. dancing around the house, underwear, <laughs> 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 Superman underwear, just fucking crushing it. Exactly, it's man. <laughs> singing along with the the radio and whatnot. I am the shit. Um. Yeah, when you when you picked up the guitar, was it did it make sense to you pretty pretty quickly as far as um yeah I never on it? I never really felt like it was new to me, which is kind of weird. Well, of course, like the first couple months, but um it always felt comfortable, like it sort of belonged there. <laughs> to be uh to be cliche, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely wasn't like that for me. It still isn't most it's, sometimes. Yeah, it's it's hard to get that thing in life, but. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um when I had Noah Gunderson on the show, oh, name yeah. drop. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> um he was talking about that though, about mm-hmm. how like when he picked up the guitar and started writing songs, yeah, that it all seemed to like kind of make sense for him really quickly and how amazing it was to to find that because he yeah. felt like not everybody gets to experience mm-hmm. that uh that thing like in life that makes them like super free and yeah. just this next level of just uh, like a third arm of presence yeah yeah for sure <laughs> so 
um were you just learning kind of cover tunes when you first picked it up or were you kind of just cruising around on it and writing licks pretty early oh, no, on no. yeah definitely covers first you okay. know blink 182 yeah <laughs> some green day in there yeah i think we're we're around the same age so like yeah that was all the definitely that was all the shit like hitting in junior high and stuff yeah for sure. Like Dookie from Green Day was, oh, that was yeah. one of my first CDs. I, yeah. I got that real early, like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, on, on Dookie, you know? Um, yeah. Um, mine was uh, American Idiot, for sure. Oh, nice. Like the guitar work in that. I was like, what? Yeah, that was like an epic uh, rock opera. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, when did you kind of start writing your own tunes then? Um, I was a little bit after high school. Well, actually during high school towards the end of it um i was in this band that played a lot of covers and um it was it was good music like it was really technical and stuff so i think i got a lot from that but um i guess at some point i was just like i want to try writing my own stuff you know so i mean it wasn't great <laughs> but you gotta know, start somewhere i wrote a song called influenza Influenza. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere on myspace <laughs> if you want to take the time to find it yes um but yeah yeah i mean since then I'm just, you know, uh, constantly trying to get better. Yeah, when you were when you were first starting, were you just writing like these music compositions and then adding lyrics to them later or like does it did it or does it usually come as kind of one thing where you just sit down with the guitar and start humming like Something. a melody or like um. do you actually sit down and write lyrics as a separate thing i've done that a couple times so it really depends but um i guess more often than not it's just me on the guitar and i'm just jamming to something and i'll come up with like a riff and i'll have somewhat of a melody and i'll just try to put it all together there for sure um yeah would you say that because you moved around so much as as a kid that like having the guitar was an yeah. even bigger deal or that's the reason maybe that maybe it that was it such a big deal damn just dude <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> explosion blowing mind, dude you're cracking me like a like a chestnut <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i guess that's that's really good uh um observation i guess i did just feel like i needed something that was constant you know this man's having a revelation I know, dude, in his own home. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, man. I, I just hung on the guitar. <laughs> I felt so much comfort in it. I know. That's amazing. Know. But yeah, d- definitely. I would say so. Um, who were kind of outside of some of the oldies mm-hmm. that you were listening to. Was there a particular like songwriter? or so- I know we... like. We mentioned like the Green Days and the Blinks, yeah. which is like all has for me, still has like its place in time. Yeah, and for sure, I like to, I like to geek out, man, and and listen to that shit sometimes. Yeah, and here. like, there's there's certain moods, especially around the holidays, where I'm doing the work grind, and yeah. I just need some extra energy. Like, just gotta. I listened to a lot of Blink <laughs> Dude, last week. <laughs> I'll tell you best. what, that's <laughs> the best. <laughs> tell you what, I went through that discography. Yeah, and what's, uh, what's my age again? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. exactly yeah i know i get it yeah and uh you know. but who who was somebody that like when you heard them play just kind of like blew you away and yeah. was, was like i want to i want to write that kind of music you know like uh um, if, if anyone there were a couple 
Um, I guess the one that would be the most prominent would be John Mayer, I guess. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah, um, for sure, man. I mean, I I definitely associate your music with mm-hmm. his when I got to hear these recordings. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just like, damn, I don't feel, want to do that. I feel, feel privileged to like have gotten to like listen to these for a while now like i've had yeah. i've had your tunes for for a minute that's right yeah and um i'm just like oh man yeah this is uh this is some john mayer shit like <laughs> this is you know the super solid songwriting and the fucking killer vocal and the secret weapon is that you're you shred on guitar <laughs> like <laughs> Thank like you. you. You crush it, and that that was, I don't know, as far as John Mayer's more pop records, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where it's at. He just writes these these songs that are killer, and you know, a lot of people didn't even know that he was an amazing yeah, guitar, guitar player. player you yeah, know, like it's crazy. So, um, yeah, so that was that was pretty. That was a big one for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, just because he played guitar so well. And then he also wrote songs, which is like, what, you can do that? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I was also really pretty heavily into Neil Young. Like, I actually got a harmonica and everything, dude. <laughs> it was crazy, yeah. Do you ever break that out anymore? Uh, no. <laughs> I never got a <laughs> no, hang of it. No, it didn't work. <laughs> no. My, my lungs aren't built for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, his, like especially his earlier stuff, obviously. But, yeah, Neil Young. Yeah. Um... I mean, obviously, Harvest and mm. After the Gold Rush. After the Gold Rush, yeah. Yeah, the, After the Gold Rush has some, some tunes on yeah. it that just it's destroy. A, it's a pretty perfect album, dude. Um, um, right on. Yeah. Where did you, you went to Berkeley? Uh, yeah. School I music? Went for like a year. So like after high, well, not right after high school, but like after a year of regular college, I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> And so I just applied and went you to... You just <laughs> applied, <laughs> casually just applied. applied? Yeah. Um, Berkeley, if for, for people that don't know what that is, the Berkeley School of Music is in Boston. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Baston. Baston. Baston, Massachusetts. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very uh, renowned music program yeah, there. Super crazy, talented people there, for sure. Yeah, what was that experience like for you, man? Um, intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's on my notes i was gonna ask was it (laughs) It was super intimidating yeah um just like everywhere you go every turn um it's like this prodigy i'm just like damn and it's it's like really motivating too so i guess that's one thing were you strictly taking guitar yeah i took classes um, most yeah well well that was like my primary instrument there but definitely had a little bit of everything like theory and composition stuff like that um would you say that was a a positive experience for you the the Berkeley thing yeah for sure that would seems like a dumb question i was just i've talked to a lot of musicians that kind of go both ways on their music school experience yeah they're like loved it or it sucked all the energy out of what they liked about music (laughs) yeah yeah i got i got a little bit of both for sure but um um but it's just, you know, t- they're tools that you could use to better your own stuff. So, you know, I liked it. Yeah. And you get down. So you, you play a lot of other instruments as well? No. 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 <laughs> or you, did you just um, stick to the guitar? 
Uh, well, I tried like dabbling, dabbling in the old bass guitar, um, but you can play the bass. Yeah, I, pl- I play it like a guitarist, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do it. Th- thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen you do it. And yeah, the piano a little bit, you know, on the white keys and the white keys only, <laughs> but that's about it. Is that um, something you desire to get better at at all? Like the the keys? Yeah, for sure. Like keyboardists, they're like super sick musicians. I've just, there's like so many in Portland too is crazy um and whenever they play it's just like wow you know it's just such a full sound compared to a guitar yeah and i just think as a songwriter like yeah as many more tools that you can pull out for yourself definitely it's gonna maybe help you in the uh longevity yeah you know that's just like oh i have i have this whole new (laughs) instrument to to write music on yeah no more like i don't know i guess you'd be inspired differently than you would on a guitar so for sure how long have you been kind of playing around portland because when i first met you you were definitely you know playing playing gigs around town and shit um for about two or three years now i guess for sure but like definitely keeping to myself kind of thing um it's a lot of like you know background music kind of gigs and stuff like that i'm like still trying to get used to the you know performance thing but um yeah definitely a lot of open mics so <coughs> still trying to you know figure out where you kind of stand up there as like when you build to play music like, yeah as a part of a show and not just definitely just playing being, at a bar yeah exactly um but it's it's been real fun though you know trying new things and getting more comfortable as you keep doing it and mostly just playing your tunes and yeah, not, totally not just playing like a bunch of covers and peppering in <laughs> your own shit. Yeah, so exactly. You to really focus the night on on what you do, mm-hmm. which makes me really uncomfortable. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that it makes you so uncomfortable. Like, are you comfortable though? While while actually like within the performance um no um, i mean yes sorry yeah <laughs> when i'm actually oh no i hate it actually <laughs> it's like some barbara streisand shit where she's just right. like doesn't want to perform i fucking hate it <laughs> no no i do i love it it's that's when i you know i'm like oh, okay this is why i do this yeah for sure and for a long time you just did it solo just you mm-hmm. and the guitar just solo acoustic and know. i know that i don't know over the last few months you've kind of since getting the record together and everything yeah playing a lot more full band shows yeah which is super fun yeah yeah this is that kind of just completely changed the dynamic for you definitely as as having a band on stage yeah it's a lot less pressure on you and you know it's nice to have that like blanket (laughs) of awesomeness behind you (laughs) you i mean um well actually i did start playing with um Evan Knapp early, like way earlier on. Yeah. We had like a duo. For sure. And that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah. What kind of made you want to put these tunes out? Um, it's just something that, um, something I always wanted to do. I did like a homemade EP, like, like way back, maybe like six years ago. And I don't know, I, I'm not super proud of it, but it's there. But I always wanted to do something that was like, you know, I'm, I'll be proud of this. Yeah, for of sure. Mm-hmm. You just say this is like your first 
professional kind of release yeah, where definitely you went and made it at a rad studio and whatnot and definitely got some players on it. Mm-hmm. Some really good players too. For sure, man. All right. Well, let's, let's get into a, a jam. Let's check out a song. Uh, I was going to uh, break us into this feeling. All right. It was a good jam. Yeah. This is uh, this is Sal crushing it <laughs> on his new EP, This Feeling. This is always on my mind How I never found the time
see if we can have some more revelations. <laughs> yeah. See what else we can we break can out it. of your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> like this is therapy. Let's connect more dots here. <laughs> maybe I'll just. Maybe that's the angle. Dude, maybe I should go that angle. You could do that too. <laughs> I would <laughs> no, listen. Like, <laughs> just trying to have a therapy session <laughs> with people through this. Dan Cable Psycho presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, talk to me about working with Matt on this uh, this Rye Room Matt studio yeah. over there, which is a, a very cool studio here in Portland, Oregon. Super cool. Um, was there anything in particular that that made you want to uh, make this thing with him? Um, I'd listened to some of the some of his work that he had on his um, website when I was researching, and just I guess his records really stood out. You know, like this guy knows what he's doing, and um, and he kind of like does it all, which is super nice. You don't really have to um, find multiple dudes to do stuff. It's like he can produce, he can record, mix and master. Um, and he plays keys, which is, he played keys on all the tunes. So yeah, he's he, like Swiss army knife. Yeah. He added some, some nice, yeah, nice elements to the, to the recordings. That's for sure, man. Definitely. Um, I would imagine that the tunes were pretty fleshed out though when you got mm. there and good to go did you make any changes um while in there yeah definitely mm. well not not so much changes but i guess additions okay yeah um, matt really had some some great ideas and uh like some days i would just walk in to like to start the session he's like yeah i've been working on this since last night and like <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> and yeah he's really good about having an ear for like what i wanted so it's super easy, but most of the stuff pretty produced in full mm. by yourself. Yeah, which is I don't know, man. I I you seem to have a real good ear for for songwriting. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I um I feel like especially since um getting to hear these tunes and just kind of anticipating the release. Mm-hmm. of your your ep i've been i've been talking to a few folks about you yeah you know? <laughs> oh no <laughs> make you real uncomfortable you know it's gonna make you so uncomfortable right now <laughs> no i just uh you yeah. know i was talking to blaine from pretty gritty oh yeah the other day and we were talking about you and just you you seem to be to me have this uh like this pop R&B sounds and it I think it's appealing to a wide demographic of people yeah and I think that's a powerful thing man and like cool. I definitely feel like your songs could be on the radio oh, you know? shit, and uh, <laughs> and I think that that's that's a very cool thing because there are big groups of people mm. that create a lot of the songs that are on the radio. Yeah. And they do sure. it as a group. Yeah. And uh, I think you're kind of like this complete package where you're able to like create these songs on the songwriting and then you've got the like the killer vocal and you're a killer guitar player, like which I've already mentioned. I, I, I'm aware, but making me blush. Like <laughs> I just I just see see that as like a very complete package recording artists because you know yeah like not everybody can do that like a lot of it is you know finding all these pieces like let's find 
a singer like mm-hmm. let's find the uh you know the puppet <laughs> <laughs> for this vehicle you know and yeah then there's all the different players and whatnot Definitely. um is is the the tunes that the tunes on the radio like something that's always been influential for you yeah definitely you know top 40 and stuff like that um yeah it's like i mean obviously not everything like i'm sure that you find yeah quite a lot of trash is as well as good things for sure it's a lot of trash um but um i guess it's like my guilty thing (laughs) you know like everyone loves pop music you know and uh I guess that's weird for some people to say, especially like in Portland. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely like. I want my music to be likable. So that's just the main goal, I guess. Yeah, and it can be done tastefully. Yeah. Still, and it it feel that's the other thing about it, is it feels very genuine, like mm-hmm. to me. Like cool. It feels like you. Like it's uh, so that's that's the other cool thing because a lot a lot of that stuff maybe doesn't come across genuine yeah like in the yeah, pop world that's the fear you know but with you i can tell it's genuine because they're your songs like these yeah, are all your pro- like these are your productions and i mm-hmm. think that 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 is uh like a special thing like people move out to to la to like go make these these pop True. these pop songs to like try to you know yeah make some dollars which is like an, it, and that's an okay thing like yeah. i think a lot of people might look down on on that sort of thing but yeah, I, don't, people do I, don't, I don't see it that way yeah you know? for sure i think that's a skill yeah and like Just to, to be able to produce those big those big tunes and like there's obviously you know in art and some people say there's a lot of algorithms that yeah. are involved in, in making that happen yeah to like just I agree. be ear candy for people and exactly. infect their brain but like <laughs> There's also just like real good songwriters that understand how to yeah underneath hit a large audience for yeah. sure. So, I guess that's the the piece that I like most about it. Um, just be having something super catchy, you know. Yeah, and for a long time, <clears throat> most of the pop artists were like very well respected, like mm-hmm. especially in the Motown era. Like, yeah, I'm talking for sure. about. You know, temptations and, uh, and yeah, yeah. things like that, you know. Yeah. The and Beatles, they were pop. The Beatles and like Sam Cooke. Sam and, Cook, yeah. you know. And Stevie. Stevie Smoky. Wonder, man. Like <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like and the like Stevie Wonder, like making music to, you know, the type of music that like heals the world and shit. You exactly. know, like Marvin Gaye. Yeah, like, for sure. Things like that. So Fucking I don't know. Geniuses. Pop music can also be a very powerful thing and um especially in a place like Portland that that can that can be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, you for know, sure. You're definitely living on the fringes mm-hmm. as someone m- making pop music. That shit always like blows me away, man. Like with people like you and Larissa Birdseye is another person I met yeah. through that open mic and yeah. To me both of you, you know, like make these like very good pop pop songs, like very well-written pop songs can could both easily be like pop star <laughs> status or whatever you know or be doing that thing so it's very cool to like get to see it and finally get to see you put out a collection of songs to i don't know i just hope like a, a wider range of people hear your yeah. tunes because i know how many people would enjoy these songs 
appreciate that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's just this whole episode. It's just me going to be (laughs) (laughs) praising your uh, your abilities. But I don't know if you remember, you were sort of the one who. um, uh, Oh, dude, oh, you yeah. didn't turn your phone on airplane Damn, mode? I didn't, How I disrespectful. Didn't we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing Dang, up. This is over. Hey, that was Sal, everybody. I don't think we're going to play any more tunes. He didn't even put his phone on airplane <laughs> mode. This is me. obviously a very professional Such an amateur program. <laughs> and uh, just don't, I don't appreciate I it. Done I done goofed. <laughs> um, he's a great player, folks. Uh, terrible, <laughs> terrible etiquette he has in no, interviews. He's, no, uh, yeah. he's a real amateur in that that sense what is this amateur hour <laughs> <laughs> i just like the rest of the podcast is me just like <laughs> dressing you down exactly dude <laughs> you gotta have like ups and downs <laughs> um no like what i was saying you were you you were the one who's like dude you should make a make an ep and i was like all right <laughs> when you said that i was like that's a good idea i was yeah, like two dude. years ago man I was yeah like, no i yeah. i remember that man i was because i don't know it's um like i dug what you and evan were doing and evan's like one of my favorite people in town like same here it's cool to uh have formed a friendship with that dude Mm -hmm. and i think he's oh man i i think i often refer to evan as uh the most like he's made the most moves in the two years that I've known him. Yeah, dude. And he's really worked hard. He's yeah, to do so. Definitely. And it's that's like very inspiring to see as well because I remember those open mics. I was like, oh man, like Evan has some cool ideas. Yeah. And now yeah. like that shit's all like coming into play, and like exactly. he's an amazing bl- bass player. Like he crushed your yeah. record, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's. He shredded. He's a shredder, yeah, on the base. He's smiling right now. He's a listener of this program. He's a listener of this program. Uh, Sometimes he sends really me nice little messages about episodes. It's, it's very it's very cool. He's been very supportive of, of my thing as well. Mm-hmm. And um, But he's a very impressive like, musician. Yeah, he's definitely. And yeah. his songs are really like coming, coming together. Yeah. And it's cool. It's cool that you also play in like as his trio yeah as well and yeah. i i really dig like the community mm-hmm. that is like coming together through that like just between you two yeah and danny fry is often danny fry, yeah. often involved but i guess to like go back like i dug what y- you guys were doing together but i just wanted to i just wanted to see you put some songs out it's <laughs> so like i just i just felt uh like i already expressed i just yeah. i just think you're very very fucking good at this and like more people should hear your songs thanks man and uh it was exciting to to hear those those tracks because i was just like yeah it's fucking (laughs) nailed like this is it dude like you you have a you didn't like short it you you had that quality studio experience and mm. working with matt yeah i've heard other things that matt has worked on and matt is good at making pop music yeah like he gets it he's good and so to have some like you two like collide <laughs> you know i've that was a great fit and the record sounds so fucking good dude like yeah it, thank you man yeah it cuts everything cuts through really nicely and i think he 
he did a good job of capturing your vocal and mm-hmm. you did a good job of executing in the studio because i and i don't know what you if what your struggle is with that or if there is any for you because like i was saying earlier i think you're such a like you seem to be such a natural at it um it never looks like you're struggling to just even like hit notes <laughs> in, in one night you know and like the recording definitely captured your vocal like really well which Good. is I i'm glad it did i think super important yeah um is that like much different f- for you as far as singing in front of people and and trying to capture that energy in the studio um or are you kind of just one of these guys that like walks in and just does a couple takes and it's no, over dude. um definitely with singing too it, it was never like my main thing i sort of just started out of necessity but um um yeah like well the vocals i'm getting more comfortable you know but um there's still definitely that fear like for the high notes especially the, the falsetto parts and like no but um, it all worked out. I mean, I, I definitely just try to bring the same energy I would at a show, and um, just get the emotion across. Yeah. And then I get very. I feel like you write pretty uplifting music for the most part. Yeah. You know? Like cool. <laughs> maybe some, <coughs> you know, like lyrically, it can definitely mm. have some heartbreak or like some yeah. displacement, but the overall vibe always seems very very positive and whatnot is is that at all done consciously or is you just feel like that that's what comes comes through you i don't know um i'm i'm just a chill guy you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a real chill guy i'm just you know i guess that's just the way i am i just like just like sit on floors (laughs) during interviews just more comfortable i just want to sit down on the floor just want to spread eagle (laughs) (laughs) um no i'm just the kind of guy who's just like it's gonna be all right you know so I get I try to get that message across when yeah. I write. Too, yeah, most of the tunes are very hopeful. Yeah, that. that's what I was trying it's to gonna, say. It's all gonna work out. You know, is it? Is I it? don't know. You know, <laughs> that's what I say though. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you think the the music helps you through that? Yeah, definitely the music. Having, um, having that outlet to to write and whatnot for sure, especially you know for relationships especially you know um it's just a good place to you know release for sure man yeah do you feel like making making this record has like made you more excited about what you're doing yeah for sure maybe want to uh to push it out into the world a little bit more yeah it's been a it's been a huge learning process especially about the industry um like any, anything in particular like especially i guess promotion wise um i always thought you just recorded and that was it right <laughs> and then magically it just appears yeah you, you gotta do all the other but yeah there's hustling. a lot of work dude yeah a lot of hustling a lot of emails and late nights just you trying know spreading f- the word kind of yeah and just trying to figure out some sort of game plan and yeah what to do when to do it how to do it putting together like pr mm-hmm stuff like that yeah and you've just been doing all that on your own trying it for now we'll see how it <laughs> works <laughs> are you uh are you just creating this kind of game plan off off the cuff or are you uh um well there's been a lot of research for it you know like 
as an independent musician how to properly go about <laughs> pressing your release as they yeah. say yeah so would you say that's where you're devoting a lot of your your free time at this moment it's, it's pretty yeah. much just like living and breathing the music and then also trying to figure out how to navigate all this yeah definitely um especially once after the uh no everything was done the show was booked the cds are back you know just all my time pretty much yeah the big show yeah the big, big show's the big coming one. up the big one. january 12th it's, it's going be, down it's gonna be a killer the jack london yeah the maxwell cabana maxwell cabana oh man <laughs> those guys they they kill it man and you got stephanie stephanie yeah kitson kitson the one and only she's killer yeah I just saw her play the other night at the White Eagle. Yeah, dude, she's really good, and okay. um, she's gonna gonna have a band with her that night. Oh, yeah, so it's gonna be super sick. I wonder if Alex Meltzer is playing with her. He's probably he, he's a master. Yeah, love that guy. A genius. Um, <coughs> do you feel like all of this information going back to kind of trying to figure out how to navigate what mm. you release now? Yeah. Do you do you feel like it's a pretty even playing field as far as having all that there is so much information available to you if you take the time to go and and find it yeah yeah it's definitely been been really helpful so um you know if i didn't have that access <laughs> i would have been pretty much screwed because you know, like this is my first release and yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty i don't know I, don't, I wouldn't say i don't like asking for help but i'm just i'm really shy in general so um it's good to be be prepared. Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes is to to be prepared. To ask for help. Yeah, to ask for help. No. Yeah. Be especially. prepared is also difficult. But asking for help mm. is uh not great. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel great. But also there's the element that you know, if you if you ask the right people, they might be able to propel your yeah, your thing for sure and by them propelling propelling their th- your thing you are also propel- propelling their thing their thing yeah you know? exactly so and i don't know you you definitely have something to bring to the table you know as far a as a little chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> bringing my chicken yeah um do you do you just want to play more outside of of portland or is the is the goal right now to try to make a presence known for yourself here yeah i would i would say so and try to kind of like hey turn people on to (laughs) (laughs) in the best ways yeah (laughs) absolutely um yeah you know i just want to i guess i've never really let people let people know that i'm you know i'm here as a musician so I guess I'm kind of ready to do that. You're just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I'm uh, crushing it with these uh, <laughs> these pop tunes here. Y'all want to see some Ninda. nice <laughs> nice groovy pop music? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that would be a cool thing to see happen, like mm. to be able to penetrate the scene. Penetrating. Yes, yeah. I love good penetration. <laughs> we were both thinking it (laughs) yeah because i i love everything going on here thanks man yeah and and i dig i dig the portland music scene same here i dig 
all the killer indie rock that we have and mm-hmm. the hip hop and whatnot. But it would be interesting to see some uh I think there's there's definitely some people making some good pop music here that yeah. that uh if people would get behind that would make make an impact as well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Just uh like yourself and Larissa and also like someone more in the R and B world like Blossom who's been on this show. Yeah, and for sure. Like small million for that matter, like oh, yeah. some very good synth pop and, and whatnot. So I don't know. I think you you could very well be a part of that movement, you know? Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool to be a part of for sure. But you know, also you could just, you know, send some tunes <laughs> that LA way. You yeah. know, like <laughs> let some people know. Just a little a little down south. <laughs> just put a little makeup on you. You're gonna be on the Disney just, channel. Just dye the hair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Get those French tips going. <laughs> um what do you think the thing you learned the most was through making making this collection of tunes? Um uh I don't know, dude. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Um either about like maybe about the music, the process of it or or even about yourself. Oh, okay. Um I guess the main thing is like you can you can do anything you set your mind to. <laughs> no, but uh if you work hard enough then like you've got a vision like six months ago like like how am i gonna do this i don't know where to start but like as i go on it's like hey if you just work hard at it and um it'll come it'll come for sure yeah if you build it they will come That's exactly what kevin yeah. costner said is it and feel the dreams something i said <laughs> <laughs> if you build it they will come they will come yeah uh, where where's Where's a where's a good place for the fine folks of the uh the program to keep up with what you're doing and try to come see you live or or find your record myspace is my main jam right now fuck yeah myspace <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh i i do have a website now it's uh just my name.com and i was so happy to have nailed that like when i was so it's like, just my name like no, my no, it's <laughs> salvatormanalo.com <laughs> you you being smart <laughs> um but yeah salvatormanalo.com um that's with the silent e everyone um the italian version uh, that's like my main thing. You could keep up with the music, the releases, you know, all my social medias there too. So for sure, man. Right on. We're gonna we're gonna play it out with the jam. Sounds good, man. From the record, people go go out see Sal. If you listen to it in time, go see his album <laughs> release show. It's a killer lineup. We got a hair stuck in my mouth right now. I'll tell you what, little mustache what hair. Little mustache hair. Yep, right in there. It's the hazards of this <laughs> penetration big, dumb of thing in my face. <laughs> uh so yeah we're playing out with always salvatore sounds Manalo. good thanks for having me man. yeah dude it was, uh, it was super fun always fun to hang always good to see you and i'm super super pumped on uh on your tunes and you're definitely one of the better songwriters that i have the pleasure of knowing so thank you dude very fucking cool it's been fun oh you gotta say it's a program it's a program <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i've been waiting all my life to say that he was waiting that's sal everybody This is a song called Always. Catch you on the flip side, Portland.
that I always keep my head towards the ground. Guess I never met it anyway. Since the world just pushes down, and my mama tells me there's a time to decide. Will you break down or will you point your head towards the sky? Oh, but I always find that there is something next in life, another me to define. It's a program.